Blog Talk Radio. Stand by. Okay, praise God. Shalom, shalom, shalom. And welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries.com. Nice rainy day here in the Atlanta area. We are enjoying our Sabbath. We are Sabbath keepers. You're not supposed to do any physical work on the Sabbath, but rest. Most Christians haven't been taught that because of a different gospel, but here we are Sabbath keepers. We have a powerful teaching that the Lord had moved on my heart to teach on us how to pray correctly. Let us start off in prayer. Also, we want to thank the nations that's listening to us. I, I never give this opportunity, but I think I need to because there are a lot of people you don't realize how much that this ministry has touched so many people's lives worldwide. We've ministered over 277,176 people on Blog Talk Radio. And this is a ministry that definitely was created by the Lord, not by me, because I never knew anything about computers or any of these types of issues before in my life. And... Um, to see how you can teach the Word of God correctly and don't compromise with people. I don't care who they are. When it comes to the Word of God, it ain't got nothing to do with friends and buddies, none of that. Mama, daddy, none of that. And if you stand on the Word of God, the Lord will definitely honor it. He will honor His Word if you teach it uncompromisingly and not for uh, financial uh, rewards or the wrong lust of vindication. If you have these things in your heart, uh, God can't bless you. And I really believe in the simpleness of the gospel of Christ by me learning it from Derek Prince. But even as we speak now, I want to welcome the nations of the United States, Finland, of course, Jamaica, South Korea, China, Kuwait, France, Lebanon, Canada, Germany, Switzerland, Bangladesh, Mozambique, Israel, South Africa, New Zealand, uh, Switzerland, uh, Papua New Guinea, and Iceland. Thank all of you for listening to us. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Lord, your word says we confess our fault that you are just and able to forgive us for all unrighteousness. We take this time and opportunity to confess our sins before you this day. Lord, thank you for washing our sins. We believe that your word says that you died on the cross through forgiveness of sin. We thank you that you've taken the place of the first Adam and you're now the second Adam. We thank you for the word and we ask that the power of the Holy Spirit penetrate the hearer. We bind every demonic force, a demon, that will block the hearer from hearing the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A lot of people come to me and I never see their prayers get answered. Never. Now, I am coming from you with experience with dealing with people for 15 years on the Internet radio. And most Christians don't even get their prayers answered because most Christians believe that if they just say a prayer, they can live any kind of way they want to live and they can do what they want to do. And God's going to answer your prayer. It's not going to work like that. And a lot of you hinder yourself not knowing it. 
so the Holy Spirit has instructed me to teach this, how to pray correctly. The word prayer, yes, Lord. the word prayer, P-R-A-Y-E-R, comes from the Hebrew word P-A-L-A-L, which means to pray, intervene, meditate, or judge. The word implies the need for meditation between two parties. The act of meditation or intervention will thus require the meditation between you and your Savior. Prayer is the directness toward God in order that his judgment or situation may be made known to him, to you. Now, most Christians don't even believe that, think that meditating is part of prayer. When you meditate day and night, you're not carnally minded. If you, let me tell you how people stay carnally minded. They don't really deal with the spiritual things every day. So the mind becomes carnal. If you meditate day and night, there's good things that come out of it. I was listening to Alexander Scorby, and I just felt led just to lay down in my spirit, just listen to First Chronicles. And by me listening to that, I heard and it said the earth was divided. My spirit jumped up and said, go write that scripture down. That's meditating. Now, I'm going to give you two examples of benefits of meditating on God's word. Now, I didn't say meditate on no Ouija board and bring some uh, Ouija board to church. Talking about you're going to meditate on that. No, we ain't talking about that. You're supposed to meditate, but most Christians don't. I find that they don't do it. If we would do the things that God has instructed us to do, our lives will be a lot better than what it is. The conditions that we are in, we're not in it because of Jesus Christ. We're in it because we haven't done our part to be blessed by God, and most of that has been for prayer. Some of you don't even know how to meditate, but let's look at the blessings of meditation. In Psalm chapter 1, verse 1, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law does he meditate day and night. Do you know Christians don't do that? Some of you who listen to me right now, you don't do it. The Holy Spirit said to me, half of you, half of you that's listening don't even do it. Out of all these people listening, the Lord said to me, only four people that do this. Now, how would I know that? The Holy Ghost. The Lord is not trying to beat you up. He wants you to meditate. If you would meditate on his word, you'll know the scriptures more. I woke up and I went straight to First Chronicles 119. And then I heard Genesis 10:25, and it says the same thing. God wanted me to know that the earth was divided. Now, he'll give me a revelation as he give it to us in pieces. But when you meditate, the Bible says that there are benefits that come from this. Verse 2, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he does shall prosper. This is why a lot of Christians are not prospering. They're not meditating on the word of God. They believe it's just something to do. They don't see anything out of it. 
they don't have a spiritual understanding of why God wants you to meditate because it would take you away from carnality, being carnally minded. A carnal minded man is an intimate between God, Romans 8, 6. When you are carnal, you're not able to fellowship with Christ. Carnality doesn't fellowship with Christ, but meditating on God's word does. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 1, the Bible says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. And most Christians are very carnal, and they're babes in the Lord, and they don't really grow because they don't meditate. And they, so they just stay carnal. Then Paul says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitter, ye are not able to bear it, neither ye now are ye able. For ye are carnal. For wherein there is among you envy, that's the flesh, strife, that's the mind, divisions, emotions, divisions. Are ye not carnal and walk as men? So when you meditate day and night, you're really protecting yourself from carnality. I meditate all the time, day and night. I very rarely watch the news. I will watch Travel Channel, investigation of ghosts, spirits, huntings, exorcisms. I'm constantly watching that every day, home in my crap. I don't have time to go fishing with people. I don't have time for that. I don't have time to socialize and go watch movies with you. I don't have the time. I work 18 hours a day. In order for me to be strengthened in these hours of work at 62 years of age, I've been doing this since I was 45. You need to be in the Word of God, and you have to rest. You have to eat right. All these things come in combination to success when we meditate on the Word. Now, let's go to Joshua 1.8. And then Joshua 1, 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then shalt thou make thy way prosperous. There go again. And then thou shalt have what? Good success. So you will have good success by meditating. The Bible speaks of being prosperous twice. Again, in the book of Psalms, chapter 1, verse 3, And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Why? By meditating on the word of God. If you meditate day and night, a lot of you, well, that's having problems with certain sins, sexual sins. Now, sexual sins are the very difficult sins to get people to get rid of because it's a form of pleasure, and they can really get sullen. And, and people have been induced to do this. You, you could have uh, some type of uh, uh, demonic spirit in you that's craving you to eat, making you be obese. If you would meditate on the Word of God and stop those imaginations that's exalting itself before God, because they are destroying you. You can cast that down. 
by meditating, but I find through 15 years of me being in ministry that most Christians don't even think about meditating, nor let's do it. I hate to say that, but that's really what it is. The Greek word prayer comes from the word E-U-C-H-O-M-A-I. The word means to pray to God, to desire to entreat and to bestate upon God through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our mediator between man and God. It's Jesus. And he is the advocator to ask for prayer. Now, here is the problem. Most people don't understand that there are hindrances to prayer. There are several areas we must consider in order to be assured that our time spent in prayer with God is effective. The word of God is clear in letting us know that God's desires is always to respond to the prayers of the righteous. But even the righteous must avoid the hindrances of prayer. Now, there are a lot of hindrances of prayer. The first one that I want to talk about and point out is that sin is a hindrance to prayer. Sin is perhaps the greatest hindrance to prayer since sin separates us from God. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Isaiah 59, 1 through 2. Sin will block your prayer from God. This is a very simple teaching. I believe in teaching to the simplest because I'm worldwide, and when you're international, if you're called to do international ministry, the Lord will move you into teaching very simple to people. Because different cultures and languages are bound by demons, and they could use those cultural languages to bring hindrance to understanding the revelation of Christ. Now, if you look at Psalms chapter 66, verse 18, it says, If I regret iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not hear me. So if something in your heart that's wrong, <laughs> uh, God's not going to hear you, and it's going to... You cannot, you cannot allow or even think to allow that God is going to hear your prayer if you don't forgive. In Job 13, 25, it says, how many are my iniquities or sins? And sins make me to know my transgression and my sin. Sin really block your prayer. Another thing will block your prayer is that you don't want to forgive nobody. Okay. Uh, you want to take grudges on someone, and now you want to go and say, Our oh, Father who art in heaven. <laughs> Ain't going to work like that. Jesus don't even want any of your offerings if you don't forgive your brother. And I've had many Christians that call me and expect for God to hear their prayer when they won't even forgive their husband, when they won't even forgive their wife. 
I've seen people's prayers just get stopped. Unforgiveness. Matthew 5:23. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remembrance that thy brother hath have an altar against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way first, and be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Go to that person. Tell that person you're wrong. Because if you don't do it, 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 it can hinder your prayer. And I don't think that no human being is worth your prayers not being answered. But Christians have a mindset that they can serve God how they want to serve him outside of the understanding of biblical principles. Well, it's not going to work. Okay? And a lot of people, prayers are not heard because of these errors that I'm trying to uh, explain to people. And maybe if you uh, see some things in your life now why I'm saying why God can't hear your prayer, if it's unforgiveness, please forgive. Another one is uh, wrong motives and requests in your heart for prayer. You've got the wrong objectives for God to be answering something that's contrary to the word of God and the will of God. Let me give you an example. I had a guy, he told me that his wife was too fat. And when he married her, she was 150, and now she's 350. And he's praying that the Lord send him another wife to get rid of her. Well, that's the wrong mode of prayer. That's not going to be effective to God because she's under covenant with that woman. She's not forget. She has not committed adultery. You know, uh, she overweight. She has a demon, and uh, God is not going to hear that type of prayer. So if you have the wrong uh, motives to pray, I assure you that your prayers won't be answered. Let me give you an illustration of this in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 2. Let's go to James 4, 1, selfishness and greed. From where has come wars and fighting among you? Come they not hence even of your loss that War in your members? Ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war. Now that's in the flesh he's talking about. Yet ye have not because you have asked not. Ye ask and receive not because you ask amiss. A-M-I-S-S. That's wrong motives. So if you have the wrong motives for a prayer, God's not going to hear your prayer to get your wife divorced because she didn't pick up weight. But there are a lot of Christians that really believe that. There are a lot of Christians that are very deceived. I know one for seven years I've talked to him about Donald Trump, and he honored, honored Trump, Trump, Trump. Seven years he can't hear God at all. Seven years. People are very, very stubborn. And some of you who are listening to me, this is affecting you and why your prayers are not being heard because you're evil to somebody. You, you're praying for the wrong motive. It's not going to happen. And another thing, too, if you've got any kind of sin in your heart, especially any idols in your heart, you can definitely forget uh, praying because it's not going to work. Uh, we're having a technical problem. Stand by. We have a technical problem. Please stand by. We just got knocked off. We just got knocked off the air. Please stand by. Please stand by.
Please stand by. Stand by, please. The enemy don't want this out. Please stand by. Stand by, please. Okay, we're back on there. We just got knocked off. I know the reason why we got knocked off. The devil don't want nobody to know nothing about prayer. And uh, this may be a simple sermon, but it's very powerful because a lot of people don't recognize that there are things that block their prayer. Let's get pick up where we left off. We're back now in our Facebook channel. We're back streaming live. We're going to be dealing with idols in our hearts. If there are any idols in your heart, that can hinder you from allowing God to hear your prayer. And I would like for you to turn to the book of Ezekiel. And please turn to Ezekiel chapter 14. We just got knocked off. I, I'm familiar with what that is. Boys and bouncy. In Ezekiel 14.1 it says, a call to turn from idols. And there are a lot of people who got certain idols in their heart. Do you know that the people have pastor, they have idol, their pastor and not Christ? People have idol their pastors and not Christ. Ezekiel 14.1, then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me and set before me. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their heart and put the stumbling blocks of their iniquity before their faces. Should I be in quarrel? Wow. Of at all by them, therefore speak unto them. And says to them, thus says the Lord God, every man of the house of Israel that set up his idol in his heart, the stumbling blocks of his iniquity before his face and come to the prophets. I, the Lord, will answer him that cometh according to the multitudes of his idols. So when you have idols in First John five twenty one says, My dear children, present thyself away from all idols. God doesn't want anytime you got any something in your heart that's an idol that you love more than God. Why would God want to hear your prayer if you got that in your heart? A lot of people think that God can just hear your prayers under your sinful condition. It takes requirements, and it takes rules and regulations of the Bible. I didn't write it. He wrote it. If you got a problem, you know, I get people want to argue at me because of what I say after the word of God. So if you have idols in your heart, and if you have an unforgiven spirit in your heart, you are not going to get any prayers answered either. 
Let me say this again. Idols in your heart, if you have an unforgiven spirit, if your spirit is unforgiven, there's no way God going to hear your prayer. Let's go to Mark 11:25. Now, let's go to verse 24. Therefore I say unto you, whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them, and ye shall have them. Now, if you have idols in your heart, how God going to get this to you? You haven't dealt with your idols. You got sin. You haven't dealt with it. You got unforgiveness. You haven't dealt with it. But you're going to go straight to God. And then you expect him to answer your prayer. 1125. And when you stand praying, forgive. He said, when you stand praying, forgive. So every time I start off my prayer, I say, Lord, I forgive my wife, I forgive my ex-wife. I forgive people who've done things to me. I have to forgive them. I have to forgive them. It's a law. I have to release them. And most Christians don't want to do that. Most Christians are very stubborn. You're very disobedient. You don't hear God. You don't honor the Sabbath. You don't rest on the Sabbath. Some of you cook, clean up like it's a normal day because you don't have no awareness of that spiritual. You never had an encounter with the Lord through the word or through some revelation knowledge concerning this issue. And when you stand praying, forgive. If ye have an alt against any, that your father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. So this is why a lot of people's prayers are not being answered. Uh, selfishness, wrong motives. In Proverbs twenty-one thirteen, you you got the wrong motives in your your in your heart for this particular prayer that you may be praying to God. Uh, another thing could be a hindrance to people, especially for men. Uh, mistreatment of family members for for the husband, First uh, Peter three seven and Colossians three nineteen. Uh, also, love your wives, but not be bitter against them. Colossians three nineteen. Any bitterness towards your wife, you anger at her, and now you're going to church and singing and praising God, and you don't, you're not speaking to her. You go in another room, but yet you're on your knees now, asking God to help you get a promotion on your job. That ain't gonna work. You got to straighten it out in your house. Amen. Now, I'm going to say something else before we close. If you doubt in your heart of any prayer that you're praying with the Lord, you got any doubt, that's a lack of faith. And if you're double-minded, it's very difficult for a person who's double-minded to have their prayers answered because they're very unstable in their walk with God. I'm I'm speaking to all forms of Christians. There are Christians that don't meditate day and night upon the word of the Lord. There are Christians that don't observe the Sabbath day. And then you think you can get away with it. And now it's time for you to go to the throne of God 
Now you're going to get on your knees and you're going to pray. <laughs> Man, please. You need to get up off your knees and humble yourself and say, Lord, forgive me for my foolishness. And humble yourself and let God clean out these things in your heart. Let him create in you a clean heart. Psalms 51.10. He has to create that in you. And get your heart right so your prayers can be right. Now, for people who are double-minded, it is very difficult for you to pray and even believe in what you do because you have two personalities. And you have two demons controlling your personality. The Bible says that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. There's no stability there for you. And that's dealing with people who are schizophrenia, who has two personalities. God can deliver you from, from those personalities and mold you as one. You have to first recognize you are double-minded. Now, the Bible speaks of double-minded in, in two facets, one in James 1.8, and then it speaks to another. This is, again, Jesus' uh, brother, and he speaks of another one in James 4.7. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, watch this, and purify your hearts, watch this, ye double-minded. So your heart got to be right if you're double-minded. You've got to ask the Lord to create in you a what? Clean heart. You can have a double heart, Psalms 12.2. That can prevent you from prayer, for your prayers to be answered. Your heart is in the Lord and believe in the prayer. Ten minutes, your heart somewhere else. That's going to bring doubt, skepticism, unbelief. Then your mind, oh boy, that thing starts working with you. And then you begin to believe what you're hearing is your mind, is you, when it's not you, it's a demon. Telling you, you okay. You ain't got to do all that. Just go on and say your prayers and keep doing what you're doing. God love you. And you will come into agreement with that and believe it. And if you have a form of wavering backwards and forth, some instability with the Lord, it is definitely, definitely difficult for you to receive anything because you're wavering. And in James 1.6, it speaks of that. It says, but let him... As in faith, not wavering. So when you are in faith, that means that you are not doubting, you bring a skepticism, you bring an unbelief, you are believing that your prayer will be, uh, will be answered as you have went and searched your heart, as you allowed the Lord to show you the errors of your heart and you have repented to the Lord. Now you're good to go and you're ready to get your prayers answered. But if you got wavering in you, one day you got good faith, next day is weak. And I see a lot of Christians with this type of instability throughout the world. But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. Them demons will toss you backwards and forth. And then what is that designed to do is to stop you from really getting your prayers answered. When your prayer is answered, the Bible explains that there are things that happen. The Bible says that the righteous man's prayers availeth much. Before we close, let's look at this. Please turn to your Bibles to the book of James chapter 5.
confession. Now, notice that the Bible speaks of prayer and confession. They both work together. Confess, believe, prayer is answered. Confess, believe, seek. Confess, believe, meditate. Confess, believe, speak in tongues. Confess, believe, meditate. And if you do that, stay in the word. You kill yourself from carnal uh, understanding, carnal emotions, and you'll be able to stand and wait and get your prayers answered. Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with all in the name of the Lord. Now, the elder got to be right in order for this to happen. That's why I call elder. So if the elder has some sin in his heart, like we explained, concerning hindrance to prayer, wrong motives, uh, sins of any kind, idols in our heart, being unforgiven, the mistreatment of family members, of loved ones, pride, these things kills prayer. But if you really walk in fellowship with Christ, renounce what the Lord has revealed to you that's blocking your prayer, this type of prayer will be effective for you. Is any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And the Lord shall rise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven. This verse gives us important reasons why healing is often lacking in the Christian community. Sin must be confessed to others, and fervent prayer for one another be made to God. Sin in the church hinders the prayers of believers and blocks the healing power of God from being manifest in the congregation. This is why you have to confess your sins, ask God to show you what's in your heart. Lord, I don't want my prayers to be hindered. Now, notice here in James 5:16, he says something. Prayers of a righteous man availeth much. We are righteous through Christ Jesus, not because of our own. Also, grace has been given to us, not because of our works, but because of the mercy and kindness he gives us in time of need, Hebrews 4.16. The scriptures says, confess your fault one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. Watch this now. The effective prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Prayer of the righteous, number one, it draws them near God. Hebrews 7.25. Number two, it opens the way to a spirit-filled life. Luke 11.13. Acts 1.14. Number three, it brings them power for the ministry. Acts 1.8. Acts 4.31-33. And Christian devotions. Ephesians 1.19. Number four. It builds them up spiritually in Jude one twenty. That's me and praying in the Holy Ghost. We're going to talk about that next Saturday on effective prayer. This is one part series. We've got a lot to cover with this. Uh, number five, give them 
insight into Christ's provisions for them, Ephesians chapter 1, 16 through 19. Number six, help them overcome Satan, Daniel chapter 10, 12 through 13. Ephesians chapter 6, 12 through 13. Ephesians chapter 6 through 18. Number seven, clarify the will of God for them in our lives so when our prayers are answered, we can have these petitions and he bless us based on Psalms chapter 32, verse 6 through 8. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 through 39. Number 8, enables them to receive spiritual gifts. First Corinthians 14, 1. Number 9, bring them into fellowship with God. Matthew 6, 9. John 7, 37, 14, 16. Number 10, bring them grace, mercy, and peace. Philippians chapter 4, 6-7. Hebrews chapter 4, 16. Bring the lost to Christ. Bring them the wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ. That's what we're supposed to do through prayer. Ephesians chapter 1, 16-17. Bring them healing. Well, why don't you see people getting healed in church? They probably got something in their heart because God's words work. If you do the requirements that God has instructed us in areas of prayer, you qualify for your prayers to be answered. Bring them deliverance from troubles. Psalms 34, verse 4 through 7. Philippians chapter 1 through 19. Glorify God with praise and thanksgiving. Psalms 100, uh, verse 4. Make the presence of Christ real with us as we intercede on behalf of others and for ourselves as we make groanings in the Holy Spirit and pray in the Holy Ghost so that you can build yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. And that's what we're going to be talking about prayer next. We did some teachings tonight on what caused hindrance to your prayer. I pray that this has been a, a blessing to you. God does not want your prayers to be hindered at all. God wants to hear your prayer that you have an obligation to do is to study, forgive, meditate, embrace God's word, and get your healing. God bless you here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. You can reach us at www.livedeliverance.com. You can call me at area code 678-701. 3733. I'll be back in Jamaica January 1st, 2024. We'll be back in Jamaica and we'll be back there permanently in Jamaica. I'll just be here briefly, but mostly permanently in Jamaica. Also, I'm going to uh, Ghana, Africa, and I have a trip to go to South Africa and another trip to go to Zimbabwe. We want to thank all of you, and I have to pray about the ones in Zimbabwe. I prefer doing things on Internet. You can still see me, but some people want to do that, and they can afford the expenses to get me there. Amen. But I try to save people money during these economic times. I'm not trying to feed off people or make profit off no one. I totally serve God based on the desire that I have love for him. And when you do anything, do it. Make sure you're doing this to the Lord. Colossians 3.17 and 3.23 so you can be blessed. Amen. Don't forget, if you're double-minded, it will stop your prayers. Don't be double-hearted. 
Don't remember for Romans 14 to 23. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. You want faith in you. You want your prayers to be answered. So humble yourself tonight and ask the Lord what is in your heart. And I guarantee you, if you're really sincere, he'll show you. Deal with it. Get it done so you can get your blessings. God bless you. We want to thank you for listening to us here at Live Deliverance Internet Radio on the Sabbath day. We want to thank all of our listeners worldwide. If you'd like to sow a seed, please do so at www.livedeliverance.com. Again, www.livedeliverance.com. You can come to our blog talk room, area code 646-378-1857. Hit option number one. We're always in the blog talk room on Mondays, Pastor Steve Lee, Tuesday, myself, Wednesday, myself, Thursday, Evangelist Janice Taylor, and Friday, sometimes myself. We do deliverance on Friday. Me and Sister Durden, we're full. We don't have no more room for any more deliverances at this time. Uh, please, if you uh, are waiting for deliverance, you have to just wait on us. Or You can get delivered also by reading the Word of God, Matthew 8:16. You have to go do it through us. If you read the Word of God, you can get delivered from evil spirits. And if you have faith, Mark 7, 29, and if you believe, Matthew 8, 32, you can get free from evil spirits anywhere. You call upon the name of the Lord Jesus of Nazareth, and he will free you. Shalom to you. God bless. Now, we're about to get ready and close out and go into our blog talk room. Come join us for questions and answers at 646-378-1857. Shalom. Go again to www.livedeliveranceSourcey to keep us on air. We appreciate your offerings. You don't realize how important it is when a person gives, and we need every one of you to give. Amen? I don't depend on people. I depend on the Lord. And when you give, give it to the Lord, not to me, Colossians 3.17 and 3.23. Go to our website at www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left hand of the icon, you will see a PayPal site. You can show your seed there. God bless and shalom. Stand by. Captain John, Dr. Johnny Nugget says, talk to me. Hey, buddy. I'm right here. Dr. Johnny Uh Okay. Hello, um, Brother Nugget. Good evening. Good evening, sir. You wrote that sermon. Oh, I tell you, some people never. You ain't changed. You just act like he was gone. Your Bible was over his house and wrote it out to him. No, sir, you listening to the wrong voice. He don't have no not. He ain't been to college to break no scripture down like that. Well, I just okay. told you who told it. The Holy Spirit. Don't you get smart with me. Don't you get smart with me. Oh man, stubbornness irks the heck out of me, man. We done said the same thing over and over and over for years. But you always come back, oh, no, we know you did that. That's pitiful. You're supposed to be a pastor, man. But I guess you believe it if you were living the life where the Holy Spirit can speak to you. Obviously, you're not hearing the Holy Spirit because there's something you ain't doing. God wants to speak to you just like speak to him. But God wants honest men of God. He don't want no praise the Lord on Sunday and then horn on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll call you after broadcast. He said he'll talk to us after broadcast. Chaplain Durden, you got anything you'd like to say? That Would you learn anything? You have an opinion? You just go ahead and speak before we close. Heck yeah, man. You know what? He brought the memory. 
uh, Ezekiel to me, you know, and I really loved it. You know, where he's uh, talking about um, Ezekiel, the 14th chapter, and he's talking about these sinners, you know, and I saw a footnote I had down here. It says, well, I said, well, I saw that years ago. I, it says, um, I got believers who forsake God to pursue their sinful and immoral lives while continuing to seek religious comfort and assurance and guidance from him, make God their mercy. But he will judge and punish such people. They should either repent of and forsake their sinful ways or leave the fellowship of believers and quit being a fake. I got a footnote on that, man. Amen. All right. That covers us for tonight. I got to get ready and go because I got to do another teaching. And where is this at, Brother Franklin? Okay, Cayman Islands. I got to do a teaching in the Cayman Islands. Chaplain Durden, we want to thank you for participating with us this evening. Thank you for your participation. My pleasure, man. It's good to be back because I had a lot of stuff I had to do. Good to be back. And I want to, I want to, th- amen, brother. I want to thank all of our listening audience. Don't forget to source at Live Deliverance Internet Radio. Go to www.livedeliverance.com on the lower hashtag of our website. Go there and source to help us out. God bless you. Shalom to you. And that concludes the broadcast. Got to get ready and teach out of another country. Good evening and good night. God bless. God bless. <laughs>